Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Oh, yeah. So good to look over and see this person running the board. Takes me back to where I'm supposed to be. That's the way it ought to be. Could have Brianna on the wheels of steel here. Our next guest, quietly been following him for some time. Uh, very, very uh, informative young man. Um, but more importantly, I love someone that can speak their mind, say what they got to say, surround their mind set with facts, and then leave for you to judge. It harms and offends no one, but it lets the truth be known the way it ought to be known. The way a true journalist would let it be known. The only way it needs to be known, which is the right way. Because that's, at the end of the day, all you want is the truth. This next guy is a seeker of truth. He's also the president of Nightfall Media. Does some work in the business, including a Lakers podcast and more. Uh, I got to tell you, he is... uh, He's impressive, and I'm glad that he's joining us on the show. Nick Hamilton joins us here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right, man. I know it's a little early in your neck of the woods, so I appreciate you waking up for your amigo over here. Uh, um, First and foremost, I hope you are doing well and are staying safe. I do follow you, and I have noticed that you indeed are pretty much doing well and being safe and, and doing what you do best, man, is talking to the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. First and foremost, thank you for having me on, man. I greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, just, just trying to stay out the way, man. I'm going to go straight. I'm going to cut right to the chase. You put up a tweet. Uh, gosh, this was two or three days ago you put it up. And it's percentage in the media of sports editors that are white, sports reporters that are white, sports columnists that were right. And it came from the Institute of Diversity and Ethics in Sports. This is what I love about you. Your Instagram post was simply the facts you gave your source then in your comments you did what you had to do which was say and speak your mind which i couldn't agree with you more i could not agree with you more and we live it in radio as well i wanted to get your thoughts behind why uh it's motivation i know what its motivation is because you are a seeker of truth but more importantly just your thoughts and your feelings on it well you know as we i've been in this business for approximately 10 years now and just over the course of time, watching, um, observing certain things, uh, observing how uh, members of the media treat one another, um, no matter what race or gender um, or, or sexual orientation. And, you know, just being a, a black man in media, being a black person in media, um, you witness a lot of different um a lot of different philosophies. You witness a lot of different uh, ways of how we are treated as black media, especially black-owned media uh, outlets that don't get the same access sometimes, don't aren't allowed the same opportunities, even though we work and we earn those opportunities that we get. We're not afforded some of those opportunities as the larger media or those who are non-black or non-person of color uh, will be afforded. And so when I saw those statistics, 
you know, it, it stuck out to me and it said, wow, you know, I'm not, I'm not off. I'm not crazy as it were <laughs> when it comes to noticing what I've been noticing. And I'm glad that those statistics were available. And I think a lot of people don't get an opportunity to see those statistics. We hear about it, but we don't necessarily see it. Um, so I wanted to post that because I felt like, hey, look, we are in an incredible uh, time and space where we are going through a lot of different things in our country, uh, dealing with COVID-19 being one, dealing with, uh, you know, racial in, uh, oppression and, and uh, injustice and things of that nature. Um, and so in the media world, it's, it's still segregated to a degree. I mean, we have, I mean, I know a lot of people may be listening to this and saying, what do you mean it's segregated? We have this person uh, on TV. We have that person on TV, right? And we absolutely do. But at the same time, how many of these people own black-owned media outlets or Latino-owned media outlets that have a voice? Because as I've stated, and even in, in, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Instagram posts or tweets before, there we have a voice that is powerful. And there is a voice that middle America does not always speak to, that, that black media uh, can speak to. And we all have audiences. Uh, whether that be you, you being in, in a major market like Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, or maybe you in, in a lower tier market, we all have a voice. And we have to start making sure that if you're talking about, uh, I noticed during the, after, unfortunately, after the George Floyd uh, murder that we all uh, witnessed, um, there were a lot of sports franchises, there were a lot of entertainment companies coming out with statements, coming out with PSAs about how they want to help eradicate. Uh, racism and, and, and racial inequality and, and oppression and things of that nature. And my philosophy was simple. Uh, for a lot of these sports teams, a lot of these entertainment companies, okay, you want to start to make moves towards that, to, to try to balance out the scales, as it were, then what you need to do is start allowing legit black-owned media outlets and Latino-owned media outlets to start covering your teams, to start covering your games to start having access so we can get the content as the bigger outlets get so that we can continue to grow our media outlets and grow our audiences. Because one thing that we all have in common, whether it's an ESPN, whether it's a Sirius XM radio, whether it's a Fox Sports or a Yahoo or whoever, we all have to start at ground zero and work our way up to the top. And that's all we're asking is the fact that we have earned and deserve the right to have these opportunities afforded to us so that we can continue to work, so we can continue to elevate our platforms. And that's why I was so happy to have those statistics out, because it's saying, look, we're still not as diverse as people try to portray we are, because we still have a, a long way to go. There have been some, some steps of progress, but we have many miles to go before we sleep. Nick Hamilton joining us here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My question to you is, are there some sports that are a little more a little better and a little more understanding. If I had to guess on a hunch, I hate making assumptions, but based on my personal experience, I find the NBA to be much nicer about credentialing, even when I'm an independent source and not attributed to a major network. Uh, they're really good about getting me in the door. The other sports, not so much. Are you finding the same thing, or are they equally missing the, missing the boat here? Um, you know what? I think the NBA has grown, but at the same time, it's about where you are. I think certain cities, I have other friends and colleagues that are covering the NBA in various cities, and some 
cities are a little bit more, you know, some teams are a little bit more open than others, a little bit more willing uh, to, to be accommodating than others. Uh, but over the course, over the, the, the entire landscape, I think the NBA, um, when it comes to credentialing, I think they have uh, been been open, but I think they need to be more open on the national level, um, not just so much the local level. Uh, but when you look at the NHL, when you look at the, the NFL, when you look at Major League Baseball, for example, I've, covered, I've been able to cover the Los Angeles Kings for the past five seasons or so. And I've only noticed myself and another uh, black media member um, that has covered the team. The rest are white. Uh, I believe there was maybe a couple of Latino uh, reporters there. But outside of it, it's majority white. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. You don't think black people like hockey? You don't think there's there's a black voice that wants to you know, be exposed to the game and understand the game from a, from a perspective that we can tell it, uh, the stories that we bring? Same thing with the National Football League. Same thing with Major League Baseball. Um, and it's, I understand it's a numbers game, but at the same time, numbers aren't always everything. It's about the content. It's about the stories that we can tell. It's about the, the, the camaraderie that we bring with these players, with some of these coaches, that we can bring stories to the forefront. Um, you know, it's interesting, and I talk about the WNBA, I think they've been the most accommodating um to black and Latino media. Shame on me to not uh, include them in, in the list of sports. I shame on no, me no, for not I doing mean, that. No, well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it, it, you know, it, 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 like I said, the WNBA, and, and it's amazing how what we witnessed, with, for example, with Maya Moore and the great work that she's done uh, helping a, a man be freed who was wrongfully convicted. What an amazing and even story. Though, yeah, she, she got her, her national fame for a moment. She's still not respected in a way that we talk about a Colin Kaepernick or that we talk about a, a LeBron James or Kyrie Irving for that matter. Um, but Maya Moore has always been like that. But people that don't follow her or don't pay attention, that's the problem. But we in our media circuits have been following this young lady. We, you know, I've had the pleasure of speaking to Maya on several occasions when she was a member of the Minnesota Lynx. Um, so, you, you, in order for us to continue to tell these stories and present these people out here, we have to have access, no matter what the sport is, college football, college basketball. Um, we have to have the opportunities to do that. And when you have, especially in the entertainment sector, you can't bunch us up on the red carpet and then we get passed up because we're near the end of the carpet or we're in a position where we can't have access to these, these stars, whether it be black or white. I mean, if you if you remember, there was a, a situation on the red carpet where it was these two uh, members of the media who happened to be black, and they stuck them in a position where they couldn't hardly get a lot of people, and people were walking by them. And Holly Berry was the one that went back and said, no, 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 this is black media. We're, I have to talk to them. Because a lot of these athletes and entertainers who happen to be black or Latino have to understand, before you made it to the mainstream, we are the ones that told your story. We are the ones that held you in high regard. We are the ones that you run to when you get into a crisis. Because the mainstream media is not going to deal with you the same that we're going to deal with you. We're going to try. We're not here to destroy you. We're here to uplift you and tell your story and be and be as balanced as possible to do that. That's an interesting position you have, Nick, because it does start through local media. Like big stories start on a local level, and a lot of times on a local sure. level, you have more of that 
community type of interaction. You mentioned the black voice. We're talking to Nick Hamilton here on Good Morning Amigo. You mentioned the black voice. I really hope America... <laughs> Gosh, this is going to sound silly because I, my hope is wrong. I'm sure of this. But I hope, I, I hope America is not afraid of the black voice because it seems as if... Listen, you hit it head on when you say we should be in there reporting to a market of people that want to listen to it that way. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. The same way I know that my grandfather used to listen a lot to Sarveo del Valle because he was Spanish and he related to him. And, and I believe that the media should be as diverse as the very country we live in. But I hope that it has nothing to do with a strong voice and a strong presence. I, I see one of, your, one of your posts. I love this post. And you say, Maverick Carter doesn't get enough props for being the connector and the intelligent businessman he is. Respect out to Maverick, LeBron James, Rich Paul, Randy Mims, all architects of creating opportunities for many others. You, what a truth, what an amazing thing to say. That gets undervalued, that gets underreported, and that gets underappreciated because... 84% is why, and I'm sorry if it sounds incorrect, but this is exactly why black media outlets need to have exactly the same type of access as anyone else. And I'm not asking a question, I'm now speaking my mind, and I believe that others need to do the same. Are you finding that people are being illuminated by some of the things you bring? Because you bring it in such a subtle way that it doesn't, there's no fight about what you're saying. You're like, guys... You're that guy in the room that goes, guys, have you guys ever thought of this? Well, you say it a little quieter than everybody else who's yelling, but then everybody gets quiet because what you said made more sense than everybody else who yelled. You see what I'm saying? Are you yeah. finding that your voice is actually penetrating and making people realize and making them aware that something's wrong? I definitely hope so. Not just my voice, but other other media members that echo the same sentiments. I think, um, you know, I believe in diversity. I believe that we all have a voice, no matter what color or, again, orientation or, or, or you know, background you come from. Uh, but I think that we have to continue to push our voice forward. And I use the Maverick Carter uh, instance as an example to say, look, yeah, we are focused on LeBron James. And as great as LeBron James is as an athlete, um, the things that he has accomplished in his career, certain you know subject matters that he has spoken on that, is, that have raised awareness um, in our communities and communities across the country I think you have to go back and understand um, where that also where he you know where he gets that from or you know what the, the people that are with him and that's Maverick Carter um, how important Maverick Carter is um, just as a businessman and the respect that I don't believe he fully truly gets. Uh, you know, as a connector, as a business person, as an intellect, um, as it were, as far as being able to come up with these ideas and then making these ideas come to fruition, um, along with a Rich Paul, who has done remarkable things um, as a black man in, in, in the industry um, that, that, that they said he couldn't, he wasn't able to do, or people that didn't believe in him at first, but he believed in himself along, obviously, with LeBron and, you know, the, the, the individuals that I've mentioned. Um, and you see he's basically, you know, he's taking over the sports world when it comes to the agency side, mm -hmm. um, which is remarkable. Um, when you look at, you know, how much, you know, that LeBron and, and, and Maverick Carter have raised $100 million for a media company, um, that's remarkable. That's not an easy thing to do. I don't care who you are. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, you look at the, the, the people before that. You look at the Magic Johnsons of the world and what, 
Magic Johnson has done in, in black American race awareness to, to middle America about, hey, we are important. We do want the, 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 the greater things in life. We do want access to capital. We do uh, want certain uh, things afforded to us uh, that, are, uh, that are of value. Um, so, you know, those things are inspiring to somebody like me and, and other people like me uh, who, are, who are influenced by those things. And all we want is what we have earned. We want a seat at the table. Uh, we want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to continue to cover teams like the Los Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, um, you know, the, the Ducks, um, the, the Dodgers and the Angels and so forth and the Sparks. We want to be able to cover those those entities. We want to be on red carpets, you know, and, and the, the biggest concern that I've, I've spoken with people and colleagues on uh, you know, hey, this COVID nineteen. Because now, what excuse are they going to use to keep us out, um, or to condense our, our our coverage because of COVID nineteen? And yes, COVID nineteen is very serious, no question. But it does not give an excuse on why we are being limited, or dare I say, shut out of certain events. Because the excuse now will be, or the reason now will be, well, because of COVID. We were not able to accommodate you when before it used to be about room or spacing. Now it's a, it's a reason that they're going to use behind COVID. And COVID is not, this, this, COVID should not be used as a scapegoat. COVID is real. People have been suffering from it. People have unfortunately been dying from it. And it's very real. But at the same token, it should not be used as an excuse to be, um, to limit somebody because you don't feel their outlet or their presence isn't as important as somebody who works for a national media outlet or whatever. Nick, so uh, Nick, that, that's I, the I, problem that we're facing. I just realized as well, I we've gone, I had a feeling I could talk to you for like a couple of hours, right? <laughs> um, I've also realized that in all of this, I haven't even told you what we do at Slam Radio, what our mission and what our claim to fame is, and how you actually have a connection with Slam Radio and you don't even know it. Um, Slam wow. Radio is the very first ever national radio station inside of a high school, run by high school students. Um, I've been, I'm a radio professional of 16 years in South Florida. Um, I am now a teacher here at Slam Charter Schools in Miami, in Little Havana, might I add, uh, which is the school that Pitbull has stood behind in a similar fashion that LeBron has done. LeBron stood behind his schools even more so. I so appreciate what LeBron has done uh, with that school. And I guess it's in Akron. He's an amazing person. But you have a tie with us because within that record-breaking station that is Slam Radio that we have here, that we love our station, despite the fact that we have also been featured on Good Morning America, because of being a first everything. And what we do here is we empower our youth in Little Havana, the same Little Havana that uh, the VP's communication secretary felt needed to assimilate in a very racist comment about Little Havana. And, and the residents of Little Havana are a little up in arms about it, right? But in that Little Havana is where this studio resides, where this amazing school resides, uh, and also the first ever, which coming on in 20 minutes here on Slam Radio, the youth... First ever, uh, what is it called? A weekday national radio show. It is completely hosted, produced, edited, controlled 100% 
by our high school students. And the course that taught them to do this was taught by myself, a gentleman named Alex Dano, and your friend and someone you just interviewed a couple of days ago, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, man, let me say this before you go any further, if I may. You know, credit and, and, and kudos and props to you and that entire organization because I think that is phenomenal. I think we need more of those across the country. I think young people have an incredible mind. They're innovative. They're creative. Um, they have a voice as well. Um, and I think in order for us, we, we talk about we want a better future. Well, we better start now because this, this is the future that we're going to be living in um, in, in years and decades to come. So I, I, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for you, Thank you and, and the organization that you are representing the high school. I, I think that's phenomenal, man. I think, again, more more of these types of programs need to happen, have to happen, um, to, to help you know move our country forward. And, and, and what's great about it, Nick, I, I can tell you, my own, we'll share, I'm going to have a conversation with you offline and share my struggles in this industry and in this market uh, that is 70% Hispanic and being fully bilingual. When I say fully bilingual, I write, read, speak perfectly English and Spanish. I'm the only radio host in South Florida to have hosted morning and afternoon drive on local radio in English and Spanish. The only one. No one wow. has done that. Not even Dan Levitard's done that. Uh, and yet, I couldn't find a job. I was persona non grata. Uh, someone like Pitbull who knew me, knew of my work, used to come on my show, and, and a few of our friends here at SLAM Foundation who knew of my works, uh, like I say, picked me up off the ground, dusted me off, and said, you are our choice, not because we need you, because we know you're the best to do this job. And I have really put my entire uh, life, as far as a career, I put it all on the line for these kids, because I believe they are underspoken. They are underserved. And that's why some of the things that in recent weeks I've seen your Instagram, I'm like, this dude, I got to get him on. I got This guy's amazing. And when you're in Miami, I want you to come visit. Thank you. I really want Absolutely. you to come visit. You, you are so in tune with what we do at Slam Radio that I want you somehow to be involved a little more, even if it's from across the country, but indirectly involved. We do like we have regular, we have a good mix of student programming and adult programming with pros that do shows on our station. And yet, if you think about it, why would you have pros if it's a student station? Ah, because the students are the producers of those shows. So some facets they're on the air, some assets they're dealing with radio pros of 20 years. This is a show that we're launching next week. 68 years of experience between the three hosts in journalism and a 15-year-old is their executive producer. That would never happen on any radio station in America. That's what we do here at Slam Radio. And I'm so proud of what we've built. Frank and myself, I am the, uh, what do they call it? the big cheese. Frank's my technical or executive producer of the station. And we are a tag team. I mentored him eight years ago. He wasn't getting a chance in the business. And we got him through the doors. And now we're doing national stuff with SiriusXM. SiriusXM, we, we, we produced the entire broadcast Pitbull did for Globalization's five-year anniversary. That was the number one town hall in all of Sirius platform during this pandemic. We hosted it right here in this studio and controlled 100% by myself and Frank, which is 90% Frank and 10% me, because uh, he's our executive producer and our technical director. Uh, had there been kids in school, they would have been running the entire thing with us because they're capable. They run boards. They do their own stuff. It's, it's, you watch from afar, and you're amazed at how what you can get accomplished when you empower people who want to be empowered, and they want 
to do things. And that's what we do here at Slam Radio. I, I said, man, I'm interviewing him, and he doesn't know what we do. He just thinks it's just a serious XM radio station. I wanted you to know that it was just a little more than that. And, uh, and we appreciate you coming on our airwaves. You're welcome to come on anytime, whether it's during my show, uh, whether you feel like you need a national platform, which I don't think you do because you're a pretty big name. But if you ever wanted to do any sort of podcast, mi casa, tu casa. Like, you send it to me, I'll put it on this platform immediately because you have a lot to teach. I'll give you an example. Do you remember the young lady who made the one-handed grab on a viral video against her brother who's a college football player? She's a former WNBA player and plays overseas, Lauren Goodwin. Remember that video? Yeah, yeah Lauren, I remember. Lauren Goodwin show. We announced it yesterday on Sirius XM's 145 wow. Slam Radio. I picked her up. I said, you can do this. You can empower girls and ladies all over America to see. And if you can moss your brother who plays football, uh, it, there's nothing wrong with being a girl, man. And you, she is such a positive and, and, and a wonderful young lady with such a voice. Um, I, I went for it. I, I'm the one producing her show. That's how bad I wanted her uh, to be on these airwaves. So that, that just gives you an example of what we're trying to do. Modern day Robin Hood's on radio, I guess. But we do what we do. And no. I, I appreciate you coming on with us, Nick. You are welcome to come on anytime, brother. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Thank you, for, thank you all for what you do. And let me say this real quick before I get off your airwaves. Um, this is a, a situation where we all have to work together, whether you're white, black, Latino, Asian, yep. you know, gay, lesbian, straight, mm -hmm. whatever you are. I think this is a collective effort. And I think, again, there have been so many people, not just in my community, you know, I mean, the black community, but there have been people outside of my community that have helped me along the way that have been white, that have been Latino, that have been Asian, that have been women, men, um, whomever, that have helped me along the way to help me get to this point. Uh, so I want to make that abundantly clear. This is not a slam on any particular way. This is not, again, I've learned in my course of time and just growing up, they're good and bad in every race. They're good and bad in different people. Um, and you have to take the good uh, people that, that, that believe in you, that, that look out for you, um, that are willing to help you along the way, no matter what they may look like, um, and, and, and utilize that opportunity. And that's what I've been fortunate enough to do People like yourself that have given me a platform to speak on, and many, many others. Uh, people from, you know, the Rob Parkers of the world, the, the Fred Rogans of the world. Um, by know, the, by the way, Browns Kelsey's the next. That you ever hear about? Kelsey's next. Kelsey's supposed to. I, mean, I just haven't been able to synergize with her, but uh, but Kelsey's gonna give me a podcast. We're gonna put her on the air too because she's an amazing voice oh, and, a, and a pro. I mean, oh. these are the things that I want to do. No, this is, and it's an idea that came to us because oh, we're virtually teaching. Like kids aren't in the studio. Like, we've been five months without kids in the studio. How do you? Run right. a student radio station. You have students to run the radio station, so we had to get creative. And and some of the creativity involves our students on their free time in the summer, putting time aside to produce these shows. That's how amazing the impact this station has had. You and I need to talk offline for sure. You you sure. are one of the best interviews I've had in two years on this station. I can tell you that without Thank even you. hiccuping. Uh, you are amazing, <laughs> and I think that we need to talk some more. You uh, if you want to be heard on these airwaves, they're yours, man. Seriously, you are. I Frank. Frank's the one that priced the applause. He's got a big Green light. Up. You are amazing. I couldn't even get to everything I wanted to, which means we got to have more of these conversations. Nick Hamilton, ladies and gentlemen, he's a new amigo of the Good Morning Amigo show, but he's an, I think he's a new family member already. I think we've already, we already got a cousin. Another cousin, Frank. Another cousin in the Slam Radio family. <laughs> You're amazing, Nick. I appreciate your time, man. I really do. My pleasure. Thank you so much again for having me on. Um, yeah, let's definitely talk for real. I'm not just saying because we're on the air, but I mean that. Let's definitely talk. Let's see what we can try to uh, work out and whatever I can do to help push the the, the uh, 
the agenda alone, I'm all for it, man. So thank you again, Larry. I, pre I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, and I'll be calling you a lot sooner than later. I might be texting you a little later, actually. This was one, hell, right. of a, one hell of an interview. Um, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be that good. So this, this was good. This guy lived in Miami, Frank. He'd be my co-host. Flat out. I told him, uh, come in the studio five days a week. I'll pay you. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, man. Take care, Nick. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your day. You too, man. Nick Hamilton joining us. You can follow him on Instagram. Nick, at Nick Hamilton LA. Uh, I've rarely been so impressed with an interview. I had high expectations and I'm still swooped off. That's like the salesman that has a high quota for a month of sales and he still blows it, like 180% of gold, even though his goal was higher than everybody else's. I had high expectations for this Nick Hamilton interview. He was great. It's phenomenal. And, uh, and it was...